Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. What is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 Podcast. Today we have an incredible guest today, former NCAA Baseball All-American, former first-round draft pick, Mikey Matuk of your LSU Tigers joins us. Mikey, man, appreciate you for doing this, man. What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Just chilling, bro. Hanging on my yeah. dog, right? He's bugging me. He keeps nudging me. So if he gets in the, if he gets in the video, then <laughs> yeah. uh, he's just trying to get some TV time. Does he uh, does he have a cool baseball name? I know a lot of guys. Name his name. His name is Kobe. So it's a basketball oh, name named after rest Kobe in Bryant. Peace, man. So, one yeah, of my favorite so athletes. I, uh, yeah, but one of mine too. So we, uh, my wife gave me the uh, the the okay when I said, "What do you think about Kobe?" She's like, "Oh, I like that." I'm like, "All right, we're gonna let's go, yeah, let's go, go. <laughs> yeah, let's go." Yeah. yeah, well, well, cool. Hopefully, we'll get a Kobe appearance here in a little bit. But yeah, I'll get him in. The here. Um, man, the the main reason why we wanted to have you on, um, obviously, you had an incredible college baseball career, which we'll get into here in a second. But you have one of my favorite YouTube channels going out right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm assuming it's pronounced Miked Up. It's M I K apostrophe D, like it. Mike Mikey minus the I E apostrophe D. Mic'd up. It's on. It's on YouTube, and you talk all LSU sports. I mean, you're the Pat McAfee of LSU sports right now. Um, <laughs> you have an incredible studio. Good. Uh, Jared Mitchell's on the show a lot. Who was one of my favorite players growing up? Uh, football and, and baseball guy for LSU. Won a national championship in both. But uh, tell us about your kind of career um, in in podcasting and in radio. I guess you can call it. I guess in just sports entertainment. Like, what what made you want to make the jump there? Yeah, man. Uh, I always kind of had the uh, idea that when I was done playing, and honestly, I started this when I wasn't like, mm -hmm. technically, I'm not done playing. Like I was a free agent. Sometimes the phone just stops ringing. Um, I had a good year last year, so I'm still holding out hope. But the whole the, the whole plan was when I started this was I was gonna do this podcast, YouTube show and be able to take it on the road and be able to like have it in the hotel room kind of have like a a mixture of like the Pat McAfee show slash mm -hmm. JJ Reddick show. Yes. You know, JJ Reddick had his podcast where he had on the road and I was like, all right, well like with digital media and the internet, you can do it anywhere. And so that was kind of the idea. It was like, Hey, start it here, kind of build a, a, a following and then bring it on the road and just kind of cool guests during the baseball season. And, you know, obviously I haven't signed and I'm still here. So I'm taking advantage of that and just trying to get, you know, more content out and continue to be consistent with it. And, you know, all the people that I've talked about, talked to about this kind of stuff is consistency is key, man. It's like, as, as long mm -hmm. as you're out there and you're putting out good information and you're consistent about putting out information and people know, your followers know like, hey, at this time, at th on this day, 
this is going to be out, then, you know, you're going to, you're going to organically grow. And, and, you know, we've been trying to do that. And, you know, for my, in my mm -hmm. career, I've been comfortable talking in front of a camera or, or, you know, with a mic in front of me, you know, since I've been in college, you know, at LSU, we don't mm -hmm. have a professional baseball team in Louisiana. So LSU kind of takes that, I guess that the reins of being a professional team, we have a ton of media coverage. Like we have, media days during in baseball, you have, you know, 10, 15 outlets that are there at practice. Like when we were in Omaha my freshman year, we had like 28 TV outlets trying to interview us. And I'm like, well, this is like, this is kind of big league-ish. You know what I mean? Like this mm -hmm. is something that happens when you get to the next level. And, you know, we were taught well here how to speak in front of the camera and how to carry ourselves. And I enjoy it. And so I thought that, you know, when I was done, I would like to get into it. And then digital media and podcasting and YouTube shows kind of grew. And I was like, well, I don't have to wait for ESPN or any of these people to come to me. I can create my own following, make some money on the side doing this and then grow, you know, my experiences and grow my own show the way I want to. And then whatever happens after that happens. And it's fun. I get a lot of cool guests. Jay Mitch mm -hmm. has been great with me. Uh, we grow, we grew up, me and Jared grew up together. So we grew up, uh, playing against each other since we were nine and 10 together. He's a year older than me in age, two years older than me in school. And we grew up playing against each other. He used to actually, Jared used to be, I make fun of him all the time. I was like, bro, we used to play travel ball against each other when you're in eighth grade and you're five foot two hit nine hole on your travel ball team and couldn't get the ball <laughs> at the infield. You're just fast. And then I hear you the next year. I was like, Hey, Jared Mitchell, they're talking about Jared Mitchell being a first round pick. Like Jared Mitchell, the same guy that was hitting nine hole in the travel ball team. <laughs> and he was six foot one at that time, like tracking balls down in center field. And I'm like, it's crazy to see. And now we're, you know, best friends and we're doing stuff together. So um, I appreciate the compliment on your part, you know, but it's something yeah. that we work hard. We've, you know, we're almost three months in now and it's, uh, it's been fun. It's always sure. fun seeing it like come together full circle, you know, like you, you start something from the ground up similar to what we did back in 2019. And it takes some time to like lay the groundwork. But once you get the groundwork set, it becomes way more fun just seeing, uh, you know, more and more followers, more and more people interacting and uh, seeing it come to fruition. So I 100 percent see where you're coming from. It's uh, it's always a good thing. No doubt. Yeah, and yeah. The hard, one of the hardest things I had to not hardest things, but we're trying to make it like a show, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like talking to graphic designers and like editing and trying, I'm like, man, this stuff is like, I'm not, I'm not good at this. Like making sure like the YouTube algorithm is working. Like you got to make mm -hmm. sure you're posting and the way you word things. I'm like, well, this is, it's a learning process and you learn by, you know, trial and error. And uh, it's been good. We're growing slowly, but surely hopefully it, you know, something happens and we skyrocket. Hopefully I can get uh, like Joe Burrow or, I think Nick Castellanos is my guy, right? We played together in Detroit. And so he's, been, love he's been on the hook. He's been on the hook a couple of times to come in and do it. But I want to, I want to, I want a uh, video in interview. person, mm -hmm. a video, just video, just as long as we get video, but our video, the way we were doing our video calls, it was, it was kind of wonky. So I wanted to get it nailed down before I get him. So I think mid season, yeah, that'll be better. Cause he's uh he's my guy. So I, I'm, I have some guys on the hook. I think during baseball season, that's going to uh, help. You know, and for me, I just want to be a, I'm more of a sports fan, not just mm -hmm. baseball, not just yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I want to talk like nationally about everything. And sports betting is, is big. So like, no I doubt can, I can bring, I can bring that in there. I think that's a good way to get uh, some it, national coverage. Yeah. Especially yeah, in Louisiana too, where sports, sports gambling is king there. And uh, mm -hmm. obviously we talk about gambling, college baseball gambling on the show all the time. It's finally getting there, which is going to make yeah, it's sports. Working. I, I talked to uh, Bars uh, Mincy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Mintz with uh, Barstool. He's he's come on a couple times. And I'm yeah, like, he's been on our show a few times too. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you are like the guy that is trying to get the college baseball stuff going. And all these other sports books are taking your lines and mm-hmm. they're figuring stuff out. I was like, y'all need to figure this thing out because mm-hmm. college yep. baseball, especially now that we're in the SEC play and conference play, it's a little bit easier to create the lines. You know what I mean? We, we talked about, like me and Ben have talked about it all the time, like, trying because like obviously everybody would love to you know get your podcast picked up by portnoy and barstool because you know that's like the cream of the crop that's the top mm-hmm. and we we're like hey like mincy like let's go let's, let's let's make something happen um and like the longer you wait the more opportunities the more people create no things the more thing and the market gets more crowded and it gets more difficult and we haven't really talked about podcasting so much like content creating like this is the first time i think we've truly talked with someone about it and it's a learning curve, man, because you're creating a brand that you have to like you have to be careful with and you have to mm-hmm. like you put so much effort and time into it and you can you can hurt it. You can destroy it. You can make it bigger. Like, like no that. doubt. And no so doubt. And you have of, uh, you have a lot of people that like I guess the advantage of what we have is we have a lot of people that have come before us that have done it right. Like Barstool mm-hmm. kind of set the bar. Right. They started. They did the whole blogging and they went from blogging mm-hmm. to podcasting. And now they went from podcasting to videoing some of the podcasting. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have Pat McAfee who went full blown YouTube show, live YouTube show, which is taking the play. Like, I don't even watch sports center anymore. Like I don't watch those. No, yep. no. My information from all these shows on YouTube. And it's like, all right, I like how that looks or I like how this looks. I'm going to do something similar to that, but just kind of have my own personality involved with it. And then that's how, these industries grow is you have different personalities take something and it's kind of like a copycat league like you copy mm-hmm. something that you like but then you put a spin on it that that fits your personality and then you just grow from there no yeah. it really is cool and uh if you ever dude if you ever have any questions about like the media side of things we're we're um partnered with apollo media which is a big houston sports media company do, they do a lot of stuff with the astros as you can see apollo stoney down there um, on mm-hmm. his little name tag, but Apollo Media, they've done an incredible job as far as uh, helping us on the video side of things, merchandise, um, just really growing a brand using like YouTube, TikTok algorithms, all that. So if you have any questions about any of that, yeah, we, we man, will I give you free that. consulting, free consulting. I would love you guys, that. I would love that. I would love to get on a phone call about that and we'll talk, yeah. we'll talk yeah. shop for sure. My it's advice crazy. is uh, find people that are significantly smarter than you and work with them because yeah. it always that's, works that way that's the that's the plan you know the, you know when you're especially when you're first starting everybody wants to work and they want money 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 it's like well hey bro we're not we're not making any money right now yeah. like, eventually we will but we're not making enough we haven't made a dime salaries, we haven't made a you know what dime. I mean? so yeah so you have to have people that are willing to grind through it um mm-hmm. with you and you know we have we have a good group of guys and it's been good yep yeah dude well like, um i was gonna say one more thing about like the whole thing before we move on you were talking about how like ESPN and all that it's crazy how you don't need a journalist degree a broadcasting degree like the internet has created so many opportunities for people to create anything and everything you don't need to go to school to create a podcast you just need to be consistent creative and unique in whatever way you want to be and be willing to learn we'll be willing to take Mm -hmm. a little bit of constructive criticism you know what I mean like I want people to tell me that watch the show or listen to the show hey man maybe you should do a little bit more of this or less of that. And I'm like, all right, you know, like I'm not, there's no ego here. Like I'm trying to get, trying to make this thing good. You know, whatever you like, I'm going to do, you know, if now, if I don't like what you're telling me and I don't think that it fits what I want to do, then I want to do it. But you know, all information is good information. 
No doubt, no doubt. Well, uh, well, hey, let's go ahead and let's get into a little bit of midweek recap. There was a couple viral moments. And then after we do the midweek recap, we'll really dive into um, who you are as a person now, as a, a former player. I got some incredible questions I came up with on the top of my dome. There so go. get ready for that. those. <laughs> but And then obviously at the end, we're going to do our weekend series pick them, where we're going to pick, uh, let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five. We have six series we're going to pick. And uh, you're going to look to go 6-0, and be our first guest to go 6-0 and six and on the season. Right. So okay. um, so I guess we're going to start with the midweek recap. Uh, it, it was the biggest viral moment by far. The University of Houston was hosting Sam Houston in the Sanders Cup. And my friend Seth Ballou, who I played junior college baseball with at Blinn, uh, told me a little bit about the Sanders Cup. Uh, basically, Houston and Sam Houston have – a huge donor, I guess it's Sander, Mr. Sanders or Mrs. Sanders. And uh, so both of the schools kind of figured, hey, we have a huge donor that's mutual. We're going to start a little baseball series between the two teams. <laughs> and uh, it's turned into quite a rivalry. And, and we, we flash forward to the bottom of the eighth inning. And uh, let's see, uh, Use is his last name, U-H-S-E. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Use of Houston hits a go-ahead home run, right? Everybody's going nuts. He pimps it, bat flips, everything, which we're all for. We love a good bat flip. All right, and all right. as he's rounding first base, he trips and falls, face plants, and dislocates his arm, right? His shoulder is out of socket, so he is dragging his right is that arm, confirmed? basically. Is that confirmed? Yeah, I, I have DMs right here from He, hurt, he dislocated it? Is that uh, the dude, uh, first base coach's fault for putting the high five too low? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I thought about that. Or too close, zone. or too close to the, or too close to the bag. You gotta give yeah. some room to, to recover. I don't know. Sure. It looked weird. Your eyeballs are moving all over the place. The last yeah. thing you're trying to do is step on first. Um, I, that's a good point there, Stony. But yeah, uh, so Brandon used DMs me and he said tore my labrum and rotator cuff in the fall. Just been playing wow. through it. So this guy's a warrior. He's been uh, he's been grinding through it. And of course, hits a, probably the biggest home run of his career dislocates his arm his arm so he's like dragging around its limp and the sam houston guys take exception to it thinking that like he's trying to show them up like it because it does look a little like it looks a little weird the way he's holding his arm so middle infielders are chirping at him as he's running the bases you can tell he's in uh use is just like yo like i'm hurt like and uh you yeah, know, yeah, right. next batter comes up and, and Sam Houston's pitcher, who we're going to remain nameless right now. We're not going to give him any kind of bad beef, but throws a ball behind <laughs> the, the next hitter's head. And uh, man, the, the bench is clear. I would I mean, the they didn't clear, but the coaches ran out yelling yeah, at each other in baseball in college baseball terms. Yeah, Yes, I mean, in a very mild form. Yeah. It's not MLB cleared where the bullpen runs in, but coaches yelling at each other, cussing each other out. Players are out of the dugout. <laughs> And uh, Houston ends up winning the game, but man, uh, it was uh, it was pretty exciting. It was pretty I have, exciting. I have stuff. a couple questions. I have a couple questions for everybody. Me personally, I'm all for you know a rib check. I'm all for you know brushing your thigh, keep the ball down, keep it away from the the upper part. There's right, no right. reason to create brain damage. Like this is face. He like <laughs> it's a game. At the end of the day, like you walk home, you go to study hall, you go to class, you go eat dinner, like. You move on. So do you think like throwing it? I think throwing it inside is cool. Like it's fine. You you want to rib check him? Go ahead. But keep that shit down. Like don't don't go. I agree. Keep up. it down. I like I'm look, if you wanna if you wanna say, hey, I'm like I'm taking back control of like the pace or whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to do, like it's that's, that's one thing. But if you do it because you got 
upset and because your ego got hurt a little bit because you gave up a homer and you're upset that you didn't like the guy. Like, I think that's Bush, right? Yeah. Like, hey, dude, the guy I, had a, I homer, agree. It's a I agree. big home run and a big – like, Texas – the Texas teams don't like each other. Like that's I've come to realize. Yeah. Like I don't care if you're at University of Texas and A and M. Like small Texas schools don't like this. Other Texas schools don't like Texas schools. That's just the mm-hmm. way it is. So this is a big game. Obviously, hits a home run, a big a big moment. Like why let the guy enjoy it? He didn't do. Yeah. He didn't throw the bat. Now, there was a bat flip earlier where the guy threw the bat at the pitcher. I've been right? I like, freaking have a Melinda. That's a little disrespectful. I don't know if he meant to throw at the pitcher, but like that's a little disrespectful. I don't think that if you if you hit a homer, you should be able to enjoy it, right? If you strike somebody mm-hmm. out in a big moment, you should be able to get hyped up and yell. Like I'm okay with that. Right? But if you get if you throw mm-hmm. if you throw at a guy because you got your feelings hurt, that's wrong. If you throw at a guy because he disrespected you or did something to disrespect somebody on your team or you're taking mm-hmm. up i got i'm all for that too but i'm not for if you're gonna do it don't miss high either That's, listen yeah. if, it, if it's a close game and it's late there's no reason to try to throw at anybody you know if he did that and it was 12 to 1 and maybe he was mouthing off to somebody sure maybe brush him back from the plate but in that situation it's still a one-run game why are you trying to put more base runners on like right. it, it's not so that big of a deal so he just man. got he got his feelings hurt and he just threw mm-hmm. someone. i mean as a pitcher me personally, I've always been. You give up a home run, you give up something big. I've always been like a. I'm I'm pissed off now. I'm really pissed off now. I really really want to get the next guy out. Like you're not getting right. on too, and I've always thought if you're the guy on deck, he does something to show up the pitcher. Now the pitcher's pissed off and he's gonna, you know, go 110 percent try to get right. you out on right. deck. I like, damn dude, you're making just you just. Woke no him up again. You just woke no him no up doubt. again, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, don't poke the bear, kind of thing. I yep. get, you. I get. For, so this is, and I'm not trying to get back to LSU, but this is like my example. No, no, LSU's go ahead. playing. LSU was playing at Florida earlier in the year, right? They just came off mm-hmm. a series loss. They got their ass kicked on Friday. They're playing Florida. Florida hits them eight times in one game, right? I remember so that. Eight, yeah, a couple weeks ago. HPPs in one game. Every time, uh, they they would get hit. The guy would go on first. Homer. Next guy at LSU's lineup. Homer. Homer. To me, that is like, hey, what you did right now is you're hitting, you're not accidentally hitting eight guys. That's impossible. Like, no. You're not, you don't hit people during, like, you're hitting them because you're trying to throw in, you're trying to establish some Inside sort of half. intimidation, some sort of dominance, whatever you're trying to do, or you're mad. And now instead of retaliating and trying to get like butt hurt and start yelling at you, I'm going to get upset and I'm going to start hitting homers and we're going to start having fun and it's going to really look bad on you. And that's kind of what happened. Like, to me, that is a way better way to respond than, oh, I got my feelings hurt and I'm going to want to fight him. Like, no. Yeah. Go hit the homer and make the guy look bad. Like, now you get two Ernie's instead of instead of none. It's, dude, you're 100% right there. And and obviously, like, teams always try to retaliate and all this stuff. I I, I think it's a little bit of bush. Um, I mean, there's, there's situations where it goes over the line where maybe you do have to stand up for yourself or your teammates, but – um, most of the time that you see benches clear, it, it's so unnecessary in my opinion. Um, but yeah, in Houston ends up winning the game, big win for them. They've had a good start to the season. Moving over to the uh, the other midweek action, the game Wait. that nobody saw. Oh, do I was about to say, building off of this last night in Miami, same thing happened. Guy oh, hits this a home was different run. though. This is different though. Different situation. We'll build off it. Let me let me set the scene. So Miami is <laughs> okay, up what, twelve to one. Go ahead. Well, because Miami was up twelve to one. Twelve nothing. The, but go ahead. Or twelve nothing. 
and and the pitcher for FIU is a complete hothead, right? And so the guy bat flips a bomb that goes into the parking deck. I, have you ever played at Miami? I, I know you probably have Mm-mm. seen. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, they have a big parking deck never, in right never, field. Okay. Yeah, and he hits one of the parking deck, bat flips it, all this stuff. And the uh, the next pitch, the, the FIU pitcher, who's a complete crazy psycho, throws one behind the guy. And uh, Demetri, I'll let you take over from here because I know exactly what you're going to say about so, there's no so intent. And add, so he throws it behind the guy, right? As like the everything is unfolding, the broadcast is like, I'm not sure I see intent here. Like, I don't think he meant to do that. Umpire warns him. The dude goes, I don't know what the fuck you're looking at. Grabs his ball and looks at the Miami dugout and does one of those yeah, like cock grabs. WWE like sucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm sitting there looking and they're like, Yeah, we don't see any intent. I don't think he meant to do that on purpose. Coach comes <laughs> out for FIU, takes him out of the game, holds a team meeting in the dugout while the next guy warmed up. And yeah. I'm just sitting here like obviously dude, all intent. Like hundred yes, percent intent. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, you're down fifteen to nothing. Hitting this guy does absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's not but, good either. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think I think they're both at fault. Like, yeah. You don't really need to pimp a homer 12, 12 nothing either. Like, but that's don't true. hit that's the guy either. Like, I, don't I'm not saying like the pimp's the reason, like you shouldn't hit him just because he did it, but like at that, like, if I'm playing and we're up 12 nothing, I hit a homer, like, I'm pumped. I'm getting around the bases so I can get out of the game. The game is in. Yes. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> like, game's the subs over in. With. Let me go home. Let me go do whatever. Let me go have some drinks with the boys after whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm just ready to get out. It's 12 nothing. This game is over with. You know, I hit yeah. the homer. I'm pumped because I didn't get out in a blowout. You know, and mm-hmm. I just want to get out of there. So, I get you can be excited about hitting the homer, but like twelve up, up twelve nothing with a dude. It was a three run homer mm-hmm. to make it fifteen nothing. By the way, yeah, exactly. Like you don't need to, you just don't need to pimp that look. But that didn't warrant being thrown at. I get that. Look, if no, I'm hitting 100%. the parking garage in Miami, I'm pimping it hundred percent of the time. It doesn't matter. What hey, that's okay, is. and that's okay. I just look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna at, at, at a fifteen nothing game. Like I'm not gonna just, I'm just Wait, gonna go around no, the bed. At that fair. point, if, it's like, uh, let's I don't see. Know. Hold on. If Louisiana, if Raging Cajun threw at the box, twelve nothing. They're a good team. You're, you're. I'm still not, not pivoting unless, unless, unless the guy on the mound and me have some sort of beef, beef going or on. Something. Like unless there mm-hmm. is something personal, I'm gonna hit it. And I'm going to like jog out the box and I'm just going to run around the bases and I'm going to get back in. Right now it didn't, it took me a little longer in my career to learn how to pimp homers. I wasn't a very good home run. Like a, I didn't, wasn't good at that. But, I, have, I have something I'm going to ask you after you finish here, but go ahead. But yeah, I just think that you just get around and go. And that's just me. Though. I'm not saying it's yeah. wrong. I'm just, I wouldn't do it. Were you the one in, in at LSU that sprinted around the bases? Basically, Were, I don't remember if it was you or if someone maybe a little bit after you. But there was no, somebody at LSU. Sprint. I didn't sprint. I mean, I just had – I didn't really like – I just kind of had like a normal trot. Okay, maybe it wasn't you. Know, you. That's was, my fault. Yeah, I didn't, I w- I didn't sprint. No, I, look, I was, I was a little psychopath in college. Like, you posted w- that video of me. <laughs> yes. and I, yeah, I, I, yeah. That was – okay, that, to my defense, that was a big – you saw Mason Cass behind me freaking out too. That was a big moment. Yeah. We were <laughs> playing Cal State Fullerton. That was a big play in the game. But yes. – you know, that's I look back. I'm like, damn, I'll pull it a little bit right there. But that's the hey, beauty of college baseball. That's the beauty of college baseball. It's all it's, it's fun. Old videos always look cringe. Whether it's a pose, everything looks worse when you look back yeah. on things you did. But but that's it. I yeah. I want to say I'm impressed with how good bat flips are getting. Like I remember in high school when you hit a home run, you kind of like dropped your bat and you ran. 
people are like getting really good at pimp jobs, yeah. and it kind of scares me. Like how they they know is possible. I'm a huge uh, I'm a huge fan of the homer, like hitting it and knowing it's gone, taking a step out of the box, having the bat in the barrel, and giving like the flip with the barrel. Yeah, uh, grab the barrel and the that. toss. I mm. love the grab the grab the Acuna the Acuna barrel grab. Yeah, I like mm. that. I'm a big fan of that. It's like these yeah. kids are practicing in front of a mirror like we used to with other things. It's unbelievable. But now they're like, oh, no how doubt. am I going to flip no this one? It's unbelievable how uh, good they're getting. Well, and there was a lot bad. of other midweek action here that we're going to get through pretty quickly because I want to spend some time talking to Mikey about himself uh, before we get in the weekend, uh, weekend pick and preview. So South Carolina beat the crap out of North Carolina 12-1. It was never even close. So they uh, – South Carolina is such a weird team this year. Back and forth, hot and cold. They look awesome one is week North and Carolina terrible good? the next. Yeah, they're, they're pretty, pretty solid good. this year. Are they? Yeah, I think I think they're like twenty and nine this year. So they have a good squad. But South Carolina just it was never even close. I, I turned the game. I turned it to a different game after like the third inning. It was a it was a yeah. beat down. Uh, Florida State walks off Stetson in the twelfth. Florida State plays yet another extra inning game. This is like their eighth this season. I don't know how they, they seem like they're all midweeks too. All midweek, midweek extra are tough. games. Midweeks are tricky, yeah. especially in Florida. You're gonna get some good teams in Florida. Yeah. Hey, yeah. How about how about Southern Miss? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Southern Miss and, and Ole Miss played a game that was not televised, which is incredible Classic. nowadays. Unbelievable. They're playing it. Was it Pearl, Mississippi? Is that where they're yes, playing it's it at? The same that? place that State played them earlier in the season that had ten thousand fans. That was also not te- televised. Dude, that's just <laughs> poor planning. In a minor man. league just, baseball stadium. Dude, where they have set camera. some cameras up. Set some cameras up. Oh, I is that promise. the double? Is that is that the double A? Mm-hmm. Who's that double A for the, the Braves? Biloxi. Biloxi. Yes. No. Uh, no, 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 not Biloxi. It's, uh, it's in Pearl. Brave. I can't remember. The Pearl. It holds a shitload uh-huh. of people. It has a casino yeah. in the outfield. Mm-hmm. It's it's great, except where, for you right. can't watch games there. Where where <laughs> are the Mississippi Braves? What city are they in? Jackson. That Jackson. 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 That's right. Who's in Pearl? I don't remember. Doesn't really Maybe matter the because they don't have cameras apparently. So, no, the Brewers are Biloxi. Yeah, Pearl, M I L B. You look that up, but this let me let me talk man. about the uh, yeah. let me talk about the game a little bit. So our boy Danny Lynch hits a go ahead homer in the seventh or, or eighth inning, and Southern Miss this year they've put they've put together quite a resume, and and they look like they might be able to host a regional in Hattiesburg, which is great. They've beaten Mississippi State. They've beaten Ole Miss. They've beaten Louisiana Tech. Um, they, uh, wow, they, they, so they look the like the real deal. Right now, yes, I, I think so. I really do. Um, now, it is different, you, and, and it is different. It's different for me to say that because usually I'm going to side with the SEC teams because I think in a, in a three-game series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Southern Miss wouldn't be able to hang. But this Southern Miss team – has dudes throwing 95, 96, 97 miles an hour. They have a really good offense, and, and they play spectacular defense. They, uh, they're they very pitching and defense-oriented, and they just wait for the big hit, which Danny Lynch has given them big hits twice this year already. DJ. So, it's DJ. It is no, DJ. it's not. It's Danny. It's DJ. Danny. Dude, he switches they, it every like twice a year. Tweeted, he, he tweeted that. So it it's, it's a DJ. joke. It's a joke. They, they, so I, what I got from it was the players – call him dj to kind of make fun of him but like his name like is it. danny lynch and he doesn't like it right so i'll have to dive more <laughs> into it but he switches well, it back and forth twice solid, a year by the way by the way mm-hmm. we played pearl them in college, is Mississippi- hey pearl is mississippi brave 
Dude, I knew this. Jackson is the Jackson General. Jackson Generals are in Tennessee, though. That's Jackson, Tennessee. There's two Jacksons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jackson, Mississippi. But it said said, Mississippi Brave News, Pearl, Mississippi. So maybe Jackson... So maybe it's in Jackson. Maybe Pearl and Jackson. Well, hold up. Like now let me look up Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi. I'm, I'm. This is the Google this, segment. This. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter either way to the show. But now I'm but, actually interested. Yeah, Southern, Southern, <laughs> Southern, Southern Southern and everyone is just screaming. They're always at us right good. Now. It, and they're it head, matters they're now to us, and they're all just yelling was, where exactly where everything is. Southern Miss was in that 2000. Oh, go ahead, Dimitri. We'll we'll finish. I was just going to say, ask. 2022 Mississippi Brave game schedule now. Opening day at Trustmark Park. Pearl, Pearl is right outside there Jackson. Okay. There we go. So it's the same. So it's same Jackson. Thing. We're right. We're just, hey, we're Mississippi just, uh, we're boy, right. you should be knowing these things. You should I'm be from Alabama. I'm not from Mississippi, so I don't nothing. There. You probably studied Mississippi geography or something. Not a lick. I went to Starkville, Mississippi, and never ventured outside of it. Stark Vegas, baby. Yeah. Um, Alabama but, boy, I can't help it. Southern Miss, going back to the Southern Miss thing, they were in that 2009 World Series with you guys, right? Or was I off a year? Uh, I think you're off. Because uh, wasn't it with Brian Dozier and, and those guys? I, I want to no, say Southern Miss. I didn't play. Uh, I guess they maybe they were. Uh, I think they. I think they. They may have been there. They may have been either that year or the year after. But they were always yeah. they were always solid when we played them. We used to play them in New Orleans during the uh, Wally Pontiff Classic. And we'd always go to no New Orleans. We'd play them. We'd play them. And, uh, you know, it was like Zephyr, They made it in 2009. We you are right. Mm-hmm. There you go, 2009. And then yeah. we would leave there, and then we would go play like uh, – it was like usually spring break. So we'd go there, and then we would just keep driving up mm-hmm. until like to either one of the Mississippi teams or Alabama teams and play that SEC series that next weekend. Yep. Nice. Hey, well, by the way, Ben. Grand Canyon swept Texas Tech in that two-game midweek. That's impressive. Yeah, and and we'll go into that series now. So Texas Tech goes into that series ranked number four in the country, and they they look really, really good all year long. They haven't had a cold spell. Now they get a little sucked in with the Grand Canyon trap. That's what I like to call it because when teams go into Grand Canyon, they just they never seem to come out. And I know Grand Canyon is literally a hole in the earth. And it, it feels like teams go to Grand Canyon and, and stumble. And we saw Arizona do it. Somebody else recently also lost there, maybe Oklahoma State or somebody. But, yeah, the, to lose two games in a midweek, if you're Texas Tech to Grand Canyon, that's not a good look, especially in the heart of Big 12 play. But if I'm, if I'm Texas Tech, I don't, I don't know why they schedule with Grand Canyon. I mean, when you're, when you're already a Big 12 powerhouse like that, you already have a tough enough schedule. You don't need to juice it up more without maybe you're in state with, you know, whoever, Sam Houston, Baylor, I mean, not even Baylor, whoever we else. Have enough, not, you have enough midweek, you have enough, you have enough juice within the state of Texas to, to have yeah, good that's a good point. Like, why are we traveling to Grand Canyon? Like, I mean, you're it's a lose-lose situation. You're supposed unless, to win. Unless when they scheduled it, they were like, hey, these Texas teams are really good. Let's go to Grand Canyon, try to get a couple wins, and then boom, Grand Canyon's actually good this year. Yeah, I don't know, it's been uh, pretty good. Anyway, that's whatever. That's but a tough. That's tough. Losing Tadlock a has a lifetime contract, so I don't think he's worried about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally has a lifetime contract. A literal lifetime contract. Um, last midweek game, I want to talk. Well, there's two: Georgia and Clemson. That was a good game. Clemson, uh, Clemson final. Clemson finally wins a game after starting 15 and 0. It feels like they've what, what they've been like five and. 11 since then 
They made us look great. so bad, dude. They made us look so bad. Yeah. And Georgia's we, a we, really good team this year. They are. Georgia's good. Georgia's bad. Georgia, Georgia was uh they went through a tough stretch there after they lost uh Gordon <laughs> Beckham and all those guys. Oh yeah. And then they went through that, but they they uh they've been pretty solid. They've been on the uh come up for the last few years, I feel like. Yeah, finally, hey, but they did go through that bad stretch, you're right. I need to, I need to know this name from that Georgia team. I think it was that time. Who was the big bopper first baseman? Oh, uh, um I played against him. He was my, I was a freshman, he's a junior senior. They had a bunch of guys that hit homers. Oh, um, uh, they had Chase Davison, who was a home run strikeout guy. That would have been. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the guys. I forget if you if you pro oh pro thrust pro, pro, uh, pro something like that with a P. Well, we'll have pro to Google that as well. What year would <laughs> yeah. have that been? I, I'm I'm curious. 2009, probably 2009. 2009. Yeah, it was the year after uh, they lost match. to Fresno. Yeah, they were they were um, they were good. They were always solid. Um, up until probably 2010 is kind of when they started going downhill mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah, Perno, um, the back end of Perno's career before they switched over to Strickland because mm-hmm. Perno lost it. He he lost like he lost that team pretty fast. Yeah. I remember. Yep. Was he a lefty, Robbie O'Brien? No, 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 no. no. I'm right about to tell you there. that Combs was on that team. Um, but let me. I'm about to tell you this guy's name. Freaking smash balls. Pal, uh, pal, don't no. He was the pitcher. Who is um first baseman? Where is this guy? Are you like making this guy up? Is he the? No, 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 no. no, no, no. They made him on the uh, the old college baseball game on the PlayStation. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it's a creative player. Yes, uh, or what was the what was Gary Bonds' name in in MLB games growing up? Like Reggie Crawford or something? Yeah, something. He didn't want to be in the PA. (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna go 2008. This is, this is, this is great. We'll have to edit all this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, while we're looking for that, uh, I want to say, Mikey, I, I, I need to watch this episode in your YouTube, you, your YouTube channel. But you interviewed my favorite golfer, Sam Burns, who played at hey, LSU. LSU and, guy. Uh, hey. I put a future on him to win after that interview. He, I don't yeah, know, uh, he was over par today. I don't know. He double bogeyed the first hole. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you an update here, real quick. He is Rich Poitras. There he Poitras. is. I told you Poitras. I told you it was a P. <laughs> You're right, dude. Mash bald. Second round pick that um in 09. Yep. By the Mariners. Hey Burns. Burns is only one over through 13, which is a pretty good okay. score right now. Okay. He's tied he for 30th. Stuff. Just, yeah, he kind of ride it. He kind of ride mm-hmm. the ship a little bit. Yeah, he just birdied, so he went from two over to one over, and. uh Dude, I mean, he's he's one of my favorite golfers. He, um, you know, he's, he's the 11th rated golfer in the world. Dude, it's nuts. He came out of Crazy. nowhere like, I too. Didn't, I didn't. I mean, I didn't, he won. He's won three tournaments over the last year. Yeah, and which is good. Crazy. I mean, and he's a likable yeah. guy. Um, I know he's from Ruston, and he actually mm-hmm. is good friends hey, with one of my buddies. Baseball podcast. This is oh, but Sam, weekend, but Sam Burns deserves a little bit. But what I was saying was, I'm gonna go back and watch that video on on YouTube. I haven't seen it yet, but when I was scrolling through your channel, I was like, wow, how did I miss this? Um, but yeah, with a little Masters update, it's not a big deal. I mean, Masters yeah, are going. I on. mean, it's, everybody likes the Masters. All Tigers back. In the, the, Wait, clubhouse, ben, who, the clubhouse ben. right now, and all professional clubhouses have Masters pools. Who all, all guarantee? Right. So they care. Guarantee. They care. Ben, yeah. who'd you put your money on? And I saw you tweet it. Hey, so listen, uh, real quick, I put it on Matt Wolf. Uh, he was three hundred to mm. one odds, and he was nine mm. over today. He's in dead last. Yeah, so. he's, he's struggling. 
threw threw away some money. Who'd you bet it with? Who'd you who'd you bet it with? My my brother flew into Nashville um, last week, and when he was in Nashville, like online sports betting is is legal. So I just sent him some money, and he just put it in with the uh, FanDuel or DraftKings they, or one of those. They appreciate your donation. Oh, uh, it was a donation. <laughs> um, it, it was so bad. But anyways, do you play golf, Mikey? Are you a good good golfer I, or no? I mean, I wouldn't consider me a good golfer. I do play golf. I, I dabble. I mean, I I'm I'm hit or miss. I'm now that. I'll have more time to play. I think I, I've been now like the last three times I've been out, I've been striping it pretty well. There you I'm go. Not by any means, like if I if I'm shooting if I'm shooting in the mid 80s, I'm happy. So that shows you kind of mm-hmm. how of a golfer. I'm probably like low 90s, upper 80s. I, did you ever have you know? any teammates that were scratch golfers or just oh, unbelievable? Yeah. Who who's oh, like yeah. one that comes to the top of your mind? Like you're you're the best golfer you ever played. Mason Katz. Really? Mason Katz. Mason Cat. Mason Katz is like yes. If he could concentrate on golf like that, he was a, he was a fourth rated golfer in his age group at fourteen in the world, in the country, in the country, not the world, the country. What? And he decided to just stick with he stuck with baseball. He was a good base. He was a great baseball player. Um, but Mason Katz was probably the best. Now I played with like Gavin Sheets. I mm-hmm. played with him last year with the White Sox. He's a scratch golfer. Um, you know, I played with a bunch of guys that are really um, Danny Mendick with the White Sox scratch golfer. Like yeah. there's some guys that that can stripe it a little bit, but. Uh, makes me look bad but listen i have i have a theory and people like actual golfers get mad at me at this all the time but i have a theory that if we as baseball players would have spent as much time on the golf course as we did in batting cages or throwing playing catch or taking ground balls outfield i mean think about how many hours you spent at the baseball field growing up if we would have spent that time on the golf course we would all be in the pga i I really do believe Uh, i don't know about the PGA. what do you think those guys have been doing what do you think those guys are doing now all those guys are five foot nine 170 pounds not anymore not that's true they're all huge now these guys guys are like i mean they they, they're kind of put they're all doing what tiger was doing in the early late 90s early 2000s and now everybody they're a little bit more athletic now you know but lsu golfer what's his name he's in what Sam Burns. Sam Burns. We just talked about no, him. No, there's another, there's another one. one. He was super into data analytics on his golf swing. Um, he had a, he he mashed it. He drives the hell out of it. You're talking about so Bryson DeChambeau, yeah, and about he's he's SMU. He's SMU. He's a Dallas boy. Is he not a Louisiana guy though. No, he's no, from no. Dallas. You but saw, yeah, right. what you did yeah. right there, Dimitri. You you stereotyped. You you saw the last name DeChambeau, and you're like, oh, he's from Louisiana. <laughs> That's, that's exactly not what I did. That is not. That that's is absolutely exactly what not what I did. did. That's so good. <laughs> that's not what I did. Wow. But, but yeah, uh, going dude, back he, to baseball here, let's just move on to baseball. We that's enough golf talk. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll have our own separate golf podcast. But um, uh, what, what we're going to do now, man, we're going to ask you some questions that uh, that we had prepared for you, just about your playing career growing up and and what you're doing now and things like that. My first question that. I have been dying to ask you who, whenever you, cause you were obviously drafted out of high school and drafted in the first round out of college. Who was your player comp like that scouts would give you? Because I couldn't think of anybody back in like the early two thousands or late nineties that kind of compared to your skill set and your athleticism. Did they ever tell you who your, your player comp was growing up? Um, they didn't really like compare me. A lot of it when I was coming out of college was, um, like Drew Stubbs, yeah, Texas. Like that's kind of like what they were trying to like a, a bigger. You guys were like fast. the same age though, right? No, he's a he little. He was a bit little older. older than me. He was a little mm-hmm. older than me. Yeah, he was a few years older than me. Um, but it was hard. They didn't really. They didn't know. 
I just I never really had a, a true comp, you know, which mm -hmm. I, I'm okay with. Like I don't really need I didn't need a comp. Like I think comps are it's kind of lazy. Kind of yeah, lazy. It's just I mean, they're everyone's different, right? Yeah, hey, this guy has the type of this type of athleticism, but it doesn't mean he's gonna be the same type of player. You know what I mean? And um so I didn't really fall into that. Just for me, I just wanted to kind of be my unique self. I wanted to continue yeah. to I knew that I could play center field, but they all everybody thought that I was gonna grow into the corner outfield and um, you know, that's what I ended up playing. I played a lot of center, but they, they moved me around the outfield and, uh, you know, I, I took pride in that and in, in, in being able to play all three. Well, I always think it's funny because, um, I don't know if you, if you know the name, but Kyle Lewis played with me at Mercer. Mm -hmm. He was my roommate. I always think it's funny when, when scouts go and tell a kid, Hey, I know you're really good defensively in center field, but you're probably going to move to the corner outfield when right. you make it to pro ball. And it's right. like for you, for you or Kyle Lewis, you guys were probably at each time the best center fielder in college baseball. Um, right. You know, you're an All-American. He won the Golden Spikes. And you had scouts saying, uh, you might be too big to play center field in the pro ball. And it's like, what are you talking but I'm, about? But I, uh, I don't understand. Like you, Mike Trout's bigger than me. That's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. Like, I stole 30 bases in my senior, my junior in college. Like, I don't yeah. understand why – you put that or you put that expectation on a player. You know what I mean? Like that's kind it's of it's a mindset that they're just yeah. messing with you. It's it's bad. It's bad for baseball. But I, I just remember getting like upset and like, dude, Kyle, don't listen to these guys. You're gonna be a center fielder. Right. Of course, right. he wins rookie of the year playing center field every day for the Mariners. So yeah. I don't know. And, but just... it, I think it hurts the player because now you're telling them you're not the player you think you are. And now exactly. the player's all up in his brain, like uh, kind of yes and no. No motivation to prove them wrong. You know what I mean? Like it, it can go, it can go one of two ways. You know, for me, it was always like, I'm going to show, I'm going to prove that I can play center. Now I did, I played center well when I was in Detroit, but when I was in Tampa, we had Kiermaier. So like, you oh, know, yeah. but that's Kiermaier would alternate trip uh, center field and right field in minor leagues. And then he got to the big leagues and I was right there with him. And then I would just play the corners and I would play center when he was not playing. So it was just, um, you know, some, it can go one of two ways. You know, you can either let it get to you and say, oh, well, they've already stereotyped me. Or you can say, well, no, I'm going to prove them wrong and show them that I can't play center field. No, I agree with you. But, like, I think – let's just say this example, Kiermaier. You playing a corner outfielder while Kiermaier is in center is a little different than someone – a scout whose job is to break down players, see who they are, like kind of tell people what they're getting out of him. I think when they say, hey, you're you're probably going to be a corner outfielder, it's more of like a – it's not really saying you're not good. It's more of a that's who you are. That's what – and you see – and you, I think in your – like if a pitcher – if you tell a pitcher he's not a strikeout pitcher when he has 80 he, – let's just say he's top 10 in the country strikeout, and you say you're not a pitcher. You're not a strikeout pitcher. It's kind of like, yeah, I am. But like, okay, then it's not in your brain. I don't think it's a prove them wrong thing. It's more of a – what am I like? What am, like you know yeah, what I mean? But then, but then you say, well, I am leading a strikeout, so I am a strikeout pitcher. I'm striking guys out, so you can't. Yeah. Like you can say what you want, but no one really truly knows what you're gonna be until they see it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what's called projections. Yeah, all projection makes stuff. Makes sense. Um, let's do this. So, I mean, obviously, one of the best things about college baseball back in the like, 2000 and seven to when bb core came in 2010 was the 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 bats that you guys hit with right you got to experience the stealth bats that were trampoline bats i mean i was a 18 year old freshman in high school hitting home runs 330 feet with them and i was not that strong but what my question is to you 
what what was it like going from a BESR bat to a wood bat? Um, and like, how great was it hitting with some of those those stealth composite bats that you guys had? Well, y'all are gonna get very mad at me. So I never used a composite bat at, at in college. I didn't really? know that every time it would go dunk, that it was live. I thought every time it went dunk, it was dead because I was also used to the ting growing up. The right? sound, so like, yes, dude. I yes. would never, I would never use it. So I used the. So in two thousand, when I was there in two thousand nine. Uh, you could use the composites. And then in 2010, they said no more composites. You can just use the alloy like the normal metal bat. And then in mm-hmm. 2011, they went to BB core. So I didn't, it didn't affect me moving from the composite, I mean, from the, from the composite to the other one, cause I never used them. And so I just used like the normal, like the, the red and silver mm-hmm. stealth, Eastern stealth. I used that for two years. And then we went to the BB core bats um, in 2011 and those sucked, but the first bb core bats were that was actually that was actually the best year of my career really oh 383 with 14 (laughs) yeah 30 bags (laughs) yeah so like i was like in my head i can't it was it may have just been me convincing myself but like every time someone would ask me about it i would basically say hey like a bat is a bat you know what i mean like barrel it up it does if i hit a homer if i hit if i barrel it it's gonna be over the fence if it's supposed to be a homer it's gonna be a homer like in my head, I was like, this is going to take away from people that shouldn't have home runs. Now, that year, it was probably a little too much, but I guess I don't know what happened. It, it, if I convinced myself and, I, like, the baseball gods rewarded me for it or what, but I ended up having a good year. I hit four home runs the first series of the year, and I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. I can still hit them over the fence. Right. We'll be all good. Yeah. So new bats, and you're just boom, 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 boom. Four homers. Yeah, first it, was, series. it was great. It was a great – I couldn't have asked for a better start to my junior year. I have yeah. I have a question on this bat thing. I don't know if you're familiar with, with what's happening the last two weeks, especially in the SEC. You know what? I saw I saw y'all's Twitter. Mm-hmm. I saw the Twitter about someone rolling bats and shit. So yeah. we we're not here accusing people. We're not we're just spreading the information that we see on the game and hear about from you know other accounts. People have been DMing us, former players, current players, saying. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Whether they're rolling them, whether they're t- sticker swapping, whatever. Back when I, I, I know it was happening when I was playing. I want to ask it was you. When I was playing too. And what, like, what did you see? Like, what were you seeing? Like, when it was happening in your time, just so people kind of understand it's been happening. It's not like some well, new thing. Well, you could tell by the flight of the baseball. Sometimes, like, now the bats, like I said, the bats are a little different now. But you could tell, like, guys are hitting sliders, like the ball was coming off the bat like a slider and they were going over the fence. Like it's just, you get like the flight of the ball. Cause the bat wasn't like even, and it was just, I didn't know that. They, were, didn't no, know. they weren't like the sticker thing. I like, I don't know, but the rolling of the bats was a thing. Like that was always the concern. And you could just tell by, you know, how the ball was flying. Like the knuckle. Were you ever, was, were you ever in center field and, and someone hits a ball and you're like, Oh, that bat's rolled. Cause it like kind of was a slider or. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if like in the heat of the moment, I would like think of it. And then after the fact, when we were like talking about it, like in the dugout, I'm like, we we're talking about like, man, that ball had some like funky ass spin on it. And then <laughs> somebody was like, oh, he probably rolled it. And I'm like, oh shit, maybe he did. You know, like that makes sense. Like maybe. this ball wasn't like it was knuckled. It was literally like going here and then taking off. 
I was like, man, that's. that's I didn't weird. know that. That's so interesting. I didn't either. That's, now this is old. Those yeah. are the older. What about these are, now? These are different, so I don't know. What makes what make off a bat? What makes the ball knuckle? You know, because that that happens all the time now. Like with, with bats. Squaring it up, like absolutely squaring it up. Like so I'm that's talking what about, like, the ball's coming in, the bat's coming here, and there's zero back no spin. And it just you square. Usually when it's when it's knuckled, it's it's crushed, but it's just not. It's just it's squared up perfectly. And just not, no. those stink. Those are not fun to catch <laughs> in center field. No, man. no. Or to hit, to be honest with you, because you hit it, and you're like, yeah, this ball should be a homer, but then it's knuckle and it's not going to carry. Doesn't get the backspin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let me. This is such a cliche question I'm about to ask you, so I do apologize in advance, but uh, I really am curious. <laughs> what What was your favorite besides Alex Box Stadium? What was your favorite stadium to play in? Like maybe it kind of got you juiced up a little bit more to play in uh, in college. I, I'm, I, I told y'all before we were live, my favorite place to play was Ole Miss. And See? I got – so my sophomore year, I played right. I played center my freshman year, right my sophomore year, and center my junior year. And I was in right field when we went to Ole Miss because I only played there once. Mm-hmm. And all three games were good games. We actually, we actually got, ended up getting swept by them, but we got walked off – basically walked off twice. So Renato and Pomerantz threw on Friday. We, it was like 11-10 game. And then we ended up we had the lead in the eighth inning in the second game and a lead in the eighth inning in the ninth. Uh, I mean the uh, third game, and both those games we ended up losing and like they hit big homers, and so I was in right field and I had the beer showers and like yeah, it sucked <laughs> because we were losing. But then I was like, damn, this is awesome. Like this the is the smell of natty light in right awesome. field. Yeah, Arkansas, Arkansas is actually really good too. Um, unfortunately. Uh, Mississippi State wasn't good when I was playing in college, so they didn't really have a ton of people there. It was right after. Okay, how about this? Outside of the SEC. That's tough because I haven't really played. And, um, <laughs> you know, when I was in college, we didn't really try. Like, we didn't really play. Yeah, it was, it was you know different, I mean? too, like, because college baseball didn't have, like, as big of a following. Mm-hmm. So if you would have went to yeah. a – a Louisiana Tech or whatever, or Memphis. I didn't even or, go to Louisiana you know. Tech. It was all it was all midweek. It was all midweek schools um, at home. That we'd right? play in, Did in you conference. host the regional every year? You were at LSU. No, just my first year. We went to actually. Well, UCLA is not a cool stadium. But so we went out, you we got, had to play UCLA my sophomore year. Uh, at UCLA. Yeah, we're the mm-hmm. two. What do you there. think of that? I mean, what do you think? Like, if, well, if, we had more I'm, fans than they did. They had to bring ter- in yeah, bleachers for terrible. our fans. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it feels like you. That's there. That's when they had Garrett Cole and uh, Bauer and all Bauer. those guys. Oh, so uh, you you played against Bauer and Cole in college? Yeah. You faced them. I played with. I played me and Garrett Cole on the same. We played team USA, team USA together, so we were on the same team that year. But that was how nasty so we were they? Team USA that summer. I played against them in the postseason, and then mm-hmm. we played together in summer ball. How nasty but, were they in college? Yeah, they're good, man. I mean, <laughs> Garrett Cole was kind of similar to who he is now. He's just a better slider now. And then uh, Bauer was Bauer was good. He just threw a bunch of he was just you know quirky and he threw a ton dude of, he, ton of different he, pitches. He, yeah. Middle of the inning warm ups were some of the weirdest things I've ever seen. He was always throwing yeah. the bullpen. What's it yeah. like being on a team with Garrett Cole? I'm an Astros fan, uh, so. This I mean, is he's, why I'm he's, curious. It's all about his business. Like he's he is, uh, you know, he knows what he wants to do and how he wants to get it done. And he's you know, kind of takes control of that whenever it's his time. And he, you know, it, I enjoyed him. And I, I liked. I don't really have many issues with many people, and I don't have any issues with him. I think that he was super confident in himself, and I think he knew he was going to be the number one overall pick. 
yeah. and get paid a bunch of money, you know, and he pitched like it. Okay. Yeah. Who was, was uh yeah. Who was the uh who was the best player you ever played either against or with? And like it, they in might college? not have been drafted in the first round. No, <laughs> I mean it could be high school. Let's go before pro ball. Could have been high school, travel ball, team USA, college ball. They they might not necessarily have been a first round pick or anything. They Anybody might not have ever I've made ever it played to against like against or with. against or with. or with just somebody that was just like, oh my god, this guy's incredible. Anthony Rendon. I was trying to think of somebody else, but I played against Anthony uh, Rendon his freshman year when he hit 380 with 20, and mm, he broke his ankle silver... against us in the Super Regional. Actually, so gross. Um, I remember I played that with him again in summer. He's on Team USA, and he broke that same ankle again. So I was on the field both times that he broke the ankle, and I was like, damn, I just don't even yeah. play with you anymore. I feel bad for you. Like it's I must be bad luck, but he was. Um, unbelievably advanced at the plate his swing was mm -hmm. was buttery and you know it was it was pretty impressive to watch you know how consistent he was yeah I, like i like i was telling you i was born and raised in houston texas so we went to probably a dozen rice games every year because that was back in the prime of rice baseball they were right. beating everybody winning conference championships going to omaha and i still remember anthony rendon his freshman year using that silver and blue exo uh, he comes up and, and people in the stands were saying like, hey, he put on a really good performance in BP. This kid's going to be a stud. And I think he went three for four his first game with two doubles and a homer. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, this guy is unbelievable. Uh, that's yeah, good. That's was, good answer. That's, mm -hmm. that's a really yeah, good I, answer. I, thought, I tried to think of somebody else that like I played with because I wanted to give somebody that I played with like mm -hmm. props, but it's hard to talk. Well, him, you, man. Before he, he the show, you said – you said Austin Nola was one of the best athletes you ever played with. Is... One of the best shortstops for sure. Shortstop. Um, mm -hmm. For me, and like I said, I'm biased. He's one of my best friends. But as far as like it's being smooth and knowing you're going to make the play and like arm strength and just knowledge of it and savvy, baseball savviness, like doesn't get much better than that. And that's probably yeah. why he's a, a good catcher. Yeah. What would you – It's kind of like a – you... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, you're up. I, I, we've asked, we, we, we try to ask everybody, or at least remember to ask. I'm, I'm trying to think. Dallas or uh, Berkman said he he loved the college game more. Obviously, you love getting paid in the big league. Nobody nobody right. questioning that. But like, just more pure enjoyment of playing the, the sport. What were your most of your favorite memories? Were they be making your big league debut, or was it? A regional Alec Box or Omaha. I'm sure, like, big what, league what debut outweighs everything. I mean, look, big league debut <laughs> I mean, and all I mean, those within... all of those moments, all those moments that happened in Major League Baseball are awesome. But I'm with I'm with Lance Berkman on this that big college baseball is more fun because you're you're learning yourself, you're learning about yourself as a as a player and as like a, as a man, right? Like you're kind of evolving mm -hmm. as a human being. And you're building these relationships with guys that you're going to class with, you're running with, you're you're working out and training with, and you're on the field with. And at the, when you're in college, you know, if you're in a good program, the only thing that matters in that program is winning, right? Mm -hmm. Is trying doing what you have to do to win, and everybody being on that same page. You just kind of build. And I was I was very very lucky that I was on the teams that I was on. Like our 2019 that won the national championship, we have a group me that has 24 guys in it. And out of those 24 guys, 18 of them, I played with at LSU between 2009, 2011. Wow. And wow. we all talk, we're all still really good friends. Like most of us still live around Louisiana. Like it's just, you build that bond and it's hard to build that in pro ball because 
everybody has their own lives and you're, it's a business and you're trying to compete to get to the next level. And like, I have a bunch of great friends that I met in professional baseball by like, mm -hmm. by no means do I think that it's, it's not fun and there's no, you know, there's no, there's no good memories, but in college, just you're, you're, you're molding yourself. Right. And you're, you're starting mm -hmm. to, you build these relationships with guys that you're going to make lifelong friends with. And to me, I think that builds, that makes the game more fun. And then, you know, it's a sprint, it's 56 games. So like you get to go out there and like you go win and you get to go live the college life. Like you're not, you're, there's no stressors to making mm -hmm. it a business. Yeah. It's not a business, not your job. I think Berkman summed it up great. Whenever we had him on last year, he said college baseball is the highest level of baseball where winning is still important until you make it to the major leagues. Um, you know, yep. rookie ball, high A, double A, triple A. Winning's not the most important thing. It's about developing and it's about trying to make that step to the major. League. I will say this. I will say now I could talk for two hours on this subject. Mm -hmm. If they, if professional baseball organizations emphasized winning in minor league baseball and they, they would give you incentives to win, they would develop better players. More players would develop that way. Wow. I never even of, thought of that. You yeah. would create, you would create the mindset of winning throughout the minor leagues and you would create a better chemistry. So when you guys come up, they are already building that winning chemistry and they understand that this is what matters. Right. And like if when college, if I had to do with, I had to get a guy over or do something to win the game because I knew that I was going to win my numbers at the end of the year ended up being better because I wasn't focused on my numbers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, I think that that would change the way development is now. Obviously, there's certain guys that need to be have certain types of things. Develop. There's different, mm -hmm. you know, you have different countries that you have different cultures. You have a bunch of different things that come into play. But trying to establish that winning culture and throughout the minor leagues, I think, would help develop guys more into the big league. That's genius, dude. Like that's me, flat out one of the smartest things anybody's ever said on this podcast. That yeah, we've talked to, we've, I appreciate that. Me, I mean, we, I, I've got to add on this real conversation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people on Twitter and baseball Twitter and coaches and stuff, they always say, hey, don't spend your whole summer playing, work, get in the gym, do developing. And I'm sitting there thinking like to a certain extent, yeah, that's, I, I agree with that. But when you put a kid out there and play a game and then seventh inning, he's got to pitch, close the game out to win the ball game, that is way more valuable than somebody teaching him pitching mechanics like you know what I like to a certain I agree. Extent. Are you talking about like growing, like coming up, like as a as like a young like kid or growing college? up and through your career, learning how to yeah. about winning, learning how to win, playing with pressure, playing with someone else relying on you or not eight other guys no relying doubt. on you. No, no, I agree. Um, I agree. I think there's I think there's a great mix of that. I also think there's a I think I'm a big, I'm a huge proponent of playing as many sports as you can when you're younger. Yeah. So. Like, yep. I'm not a big, like, focus on one sport. Like I talked about before, I'm a, I was a football guy growing up. Like, I was going to go play college football and then baseball. I wanted to do both. And then I realized, like, okay, when I'm in college, I probably – I actually talked to Jared Mitchell about it because he did both. I was like, hey, what do you think? And he was like – because if you think that your best chance is getting to the big leagues, you're getting to professional baseball and baseball, you probably should focus on that because it's hard to do both in college because you have to focus – you have to you have so much mm -hmm. that you're working you're, – you're learning. But, I, you know, growing up, I played basketball, I ran track, I played football, I did baseball. Like, all of those things helped shape me into the athlete, into the baseball player that I became. And I think all of that teaches you, com you know, competitiveness and it teaches you how to 
interact with different personalities and it teaches you a different part of the game. Like football, you have to be tough. Like if you can't handle it, then you're not going to be able to play basketball. You have to be athletic and have footwork and be able to have good hands and, and track obviously teaches you how to run, you know, like there's all these things that come into play. This is why you're the best, man. You just said two of the smartest things we've ever heard on this show. This is why you have a very successful podcast and show on YouTube. Um, I have to to add the second part. I got to, before I forget, I know that we try to focus on college baseball more, but tying back to the whole minor league thing, I like when you, I think of soccer in England, you've got your first division, your second division, your third division. What do you think if baseball? I know, I know where you're going. Keep going. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> you got your 30 big league team. Take your triple A team, turn them into another division kind of thing, and you relegate teams. So you create yeah, competitive. Yeah, the team that wins that, the ten, team that wins that league gets to get put into the other league, and the team that came mm-hmm. out last in the league goes back down to triple A. And think about if you're a fan, you know your team in Tacoma, Washington could be a potentially become a bit a team in the major league you are going to be you're going to be a big fan of that tacoma rainier whatever they're called you're going to create a loyalty because you know they could eventually become a big league team and i understand I, like, it's more I get complicated. It. There's, there's some validity to that no doubt you don't think but, you don't you know, think I so don't, i don't think that i no, i think it'll there never is happen validity to, i just don't think that would ever happen but it'll never happen think, i just don't understand i know owners so i'll tell you why because there's a few reasons why. Of course, I've looked into it, Dimitri. It'll never happen because one, the the franchises like have the contracts for each player in their minor league system, right? So if if somebody's in AAA for the uh, for the A's, and then the A's, so let's, I don't know who the A's AAA team is, but let's say the A's AAA team is winning the Pacific <laughs> Coast League. They're not. And they're not the, affiliated anymore. Yeah, that's but the, the the, that's, but that's why the teams aren't. Then how are you going to get the players? Like the teams have to have yeah. players to get to the big leagues. Yeah, you know I mean, like you have to have. You have your double A. You have your you have your low A, high A, double A. Basically, you're taking away triple A, and now double A is the new quote unquote triple A. But they're a like an independent team. For example, just make it like an independent. I think team, you could do it. I think you could do relegate it, it and demote it or promote it. I just don't. Uh, teams aren't going to want to give away their AAA and, roster, and players aren't going to want to do it either. Players are trying no. to get to the show, and they're not right. trying to do it with the Tacoma Rainiers or whatever. Like, but, they're but great to do for it. the fans. I think that's. I think yeah. it'd be great for the fans for sure. But as far as, as far as organization, I wouldn't want it as a player just because, you know, like if you're not if you're on a terrible team, then mm-hmm. you're not getting to the big leagues. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it'll never you know? happen. But then, it's but just the I way it's structured. Baseball's harder, but soccer they've got hundreds of guys in there but they've been doing it for 200 years that way yeah. like their their whole structure has been like that for 200 years and they're okay now, with tying so like they're i think it'd be so much <laughs> i don't think they have it all figured regardless yeah <laughs> um anyways let's the last thing i want to do before we go into the weekend series pick them uh mikey is we got to go through this 2009 college world series uh championship run at what point in the season i know you were a freshman so it was new to you and everything at what point in the season were you like Oh dang! Like we're gonna win the whole thing. You know, we're gonna be a national champion contender. You're gonna win the national championship. Um, sorry, my dog's barking. All good. You can hear him in the background. Kobe, shout out Kobe. Um, shout out. Uh, when was the time when I when I got to LSU? So the so the year before, like I grew up a huge LSU fan. The year before LSU wasn't very good, right? At the time, for a while, mm-hmm. they were like, I don't even know what their record was, and then they went on a 23 game winning streak and became a national seed went to omaha went one and two in omaha a lot of guys were coming back i was like all right i'm coming in as a freshman 
so they already had the expectations of like, all right, we're going to get back to Omaha and like, we're, we're here. We have a veteran team that has a bunch of young guys sprinkled in that are really good. And so we came in with that mindset of like, all right, we're getting to Omaha. And then we went to the fall and we went to the spring and then we just started beating the crap out of people. And I was like, <laughs> man, the, the third weekend of the sec is when I started like playing every day. Mm-hmm. And we had beat, it was Ole Miss. We had taken two out of three from Ole Miss. And we, I, when we went to Georgia, we were one versus two that year. And we beat them two out of three in that series. And just the way we were playing and like uh, Cerrone was their center fielder. And like he had a home run or uh, left, like left field home run, threw on home run, like the bottom of the fifth to go up by uh, one or two runs. He hits third base and takes his helmet off, and he runs. He jogs down the down the third base line and jump stops on home plate and shoots it like a three pointer, oh, right? No. And so like, we weren't happy. I came into the next inning. I hit a two run home run, and I got booed by their fans because I walked or ran around the bases so slow. And it was just like <laughs> that, the reactions and how like the team bonded. I was like, we're winning the whole thing. Like, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind. And then we played Tennessee, who was not good. They're the worst play, worst team in the conference. They took two to three. It was the only series we lost all year. They took two to three from us at home. We made six errors in one game. And Maneri, like, flipped the, flipped the script. He took – he put Mayhew from short to second. He put Nola from the bench to short. He moved Ryan Schimpf from second to first slash outfield. And he put Ochinko at first. Put me from right to center. And we didn't lose a game. We already lost – we didn't lose a series the rest of the year. And then – when the minute the postseason hit, we didn't lose a game in the postseason from the regional until we lost the second game of the game, uh, three game series against Texas. Against Texas, so, like, no, I remember that. Yep. And we knew, like, once once we started, like, we're we're gonna win. Like, once we <laughs> once we did that, we're like, this is no no doubt in our mind that we we're gonna. Then we had to play Arkansas twice in Omaha. I was like, this is definitely over. Yeah, <laughs> like you guys have already beat them twice, or yeah, yeah. throughout the season. <laughs> There's a little pulmonary did... magic that he had going on. He That's knew the it. right pieces. It's That's chess, it. not checkers. Hey, what year did TD Ameritrade open? Two First years year after uh, 2011. It's a year one of the no, lucky yeah, ones. Yeah, 2011. That, you're yeah. one of the lucky ones that got to play in Rosenblatt. I yeah, like what did awesome. you what, what was what was it like playing there? Were watching td ameritrade uh, it was so i got to go when I was, I was when i was eight years old i went to the world series to watch lsu play they were going for the three-peat and they didn't win that year but i actually got to watch it so i remember as a fan as a kid and then i went back there obviously as a, as a player and dude the energy is there it was awesome you have the you had the road behind with all like mm-hmm. the the vendor the vendors which is just like nostalgic and like it was big but it was not big you know what i mean you could hit homers it was just a lot of fun. And then I haven't seen the new stadium, but just from TV, it just a little bit more corporate. Kind of like yep, yep. kind of like what they did with old Yankee Stadium and New Yankee Stadium, right? Old Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium was you could feel it when you walked in. It was awesome. And then New Yankee Stadium was like, this doesn't really feel doesn't have really have the same feel that the old one did. And that's kind of how I felt about um Rosenblatt. Yeah. And I don't know if you felt this way when we went this past summer, because we both went the first two days. Um it has that feel when you're walking up to it, when you're in the crowd and you're walking through the vendors, like you said, Mikey, like it has the feel. And then as soon as you walk in and you get to see the stadium, it's just like gone. Yeah. It's not the same. 
Yeah. Right. It, it, you're right. Like you're right, Stoney. It, it, it is like outside the stadium because what they did was they put it, – it's called Charles Schwab Stadium this year yeah, starting now. But, but we'll, we'll call it TD Ameritrade. That's what it always be in our hearts. Um, but they put it smack dab right in the middle of Omaha versus like a, a Rosenblatt, which was a little bit further south. Um, so it does have like a really good like like bar scene, um, you know, nightlife, restaurants all around, and then the vendors, of course, and everything. Um, but you're right. When you walk into the stadium, it feels a lot more corporate. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like right. the the Rosenblatt of old. But um, man, just but it was just fun. No- I mean, we it was sold out. It was like we uh, we were there. It was like it was awesome. I was getting shit talked from the outfield, and I love that. Like <laughs> yes. Texas fans were out there, and they were shit talking me because I was having a shitty game the first game of that series. Like had the hat trick and then into a double play. I'd gotten an IV, and then ended up getting the game winning hit in the eleventh, and it was just. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of fun. And then when I got the game winning hit, like they weren't talking shit and the LSU fans were talking shit. This is great. Yeah. yeah. What was uh what was the dog pile like right whenever you guys clinched? Um awesome. I mean, I'm glad I was in the outfield. I'm glad I was in the center field. Not at the bottom. bottom. You um, get there last. <laughs> yeah. Well, last and then Leon Landry like made the extra loop and then he was last. I was like, well, you, now you're the picture of you jumping in. I want to be that guy. You know what I mean? But uh, it, yeah, it was, it was fun, man. We had that. And then like we had, you know, obviously ESPN. Now it's a bit it's better coverage now, but like ESPN was still covering us then. And, you know, mm-hmm. got interviewed by Aaron Andrews, which was awesome. Yeah, I was about to say, Aaron player. Andrews like, was, was like, awesome. not with College World Series time when Aaron Andrews was on TV. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. she, like, it was just, it's just all of that. And you can, like, you're on the field and, like, you have the hats and the shirts. And it's like, man, this is. Little kids are asking cool. for autographs before and after the game. Yeah, yeah, man, it was awesome. That's what makes college baseball so great. We had a huge well, uh, party after the game. It was great. It was great. I bet. I don't. I don't want to ask those questions, but I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you keep those stories to yourself because <laughs> I, appreciate I want it. that. I want that to be in the LSU fraternity forever. Um, but let's go ahead and do this, man. We've we've had you on for a little over an hour now, so it's time for the the weekend series pick 'em. We make it pretty brief. We make it pretty like gut instinct. Not a lot of data research yep, into these teams. I like that. I like uh, that. Just because we know that no matter what the data says in college baseball, literally anything can happen. Anything can happen. Uh, it doesn't matter who's playing or where they're playing. Uh, it, it, there's just always chaos going on. So the uh, the six series that we're going to be picking from, of course, is headlined by Miami and Virginia. So Virginia's going down to Coral Gables. Top and, ten uh, matchup, right? The top 10 matchup, both teams are hot right now. Um, And it's going to be one that a lot of eyeballs are going to be on for the, for this weekend. Um, But we also have Oklahoma going to Oklahoma state and Oklahoma state's a a top 10 team. In my opinion, Um, I don't know what they're officially ranked, but really, really solid club. And and everybody knows the Oklahoma, Oklahoma state rivalry. So that'll be good. Um, TCU and Texas, two really good programs nationally known. Both have had a lot of success. LSU at Mississippi State, which is a big reason why we had you on. We're yep. happy to have you on here. There we we'll go. go into that. And then uh, North Carolina at Louisville and USC Upstate at Campbell, a little mid-major action, which we're always for. So right. the way it's going to work, we're going to save that LSU versus Mississippi State series for last because we want you to put on your little Corso headgear and, and tell everybody <laughs> why LSU is going to win that series. Um, but we'll go ahead and start here with the top 10 matchup. Virginia going to Miami. and. I'll go first. Stoney will go second. Um, actually, let me change it up. I'll go first. Our other co-host, Dez, who's not here, I'm going to say his pick because he's, he's sent in his picks. And then it'll go Stoney, Dimitri, and then you'll be last, Mikey. All right? All right. All right. So 
when I look at this series, Virginia and Miami, I, I'm totally shooting shooting from the hip. Uh, I think it could go both ways. Of course, I think I like Miami's chances being at home because I don't know how strict Virginia's you know hotel policy is, but you can find yourself in a little bit of nightlife in Miami. Um, I'm going to go with Virginia, though, because I love Jake Geloff. He's one of my favorite players, probably one of my – one of my personal favorites to win the Golden Spikes this year. And I just think Virginia is coming off of an Omaha run, and they're going to win the series two out of three at Miami. And Des picked – De, yeah, and then Des also picked Virginia. Uh, th this series truly is – it feels like a toss-up. They're both so hot right now. They're both incredibly good teams. I, I know where Dimitri's picking, and um, every time I pick against Miami – Miami wins. So, so, so pick against them again. I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to pick Miami. So Virginia. Put, no, put Miami no. Pick Virginia. <laughs> I'm picking Miami. They're at home. It's South Florida. It hasn't been hot probably in uh, Virginia. I think this weekend's going to be about 80, 82. I'm flying there tomorrow. Maybe I'll go catch a game. I don't know. Going to South Florida. So, yeah, give me, give me the Hurricanes. Sorry, Dimitri. Miami and Virginia, when when they're the top ten, I mean, baseball in Miami's always been big. I mean, freaking stadium named Alex Rodriguez, um, who never played there, who awesome. never who was committed but never played there. But a Mark Light shape shape will be flowing. The, the best milkshakes in the country, no bias. The best milkshakes you'll ever get are at Miami. You not ever heard of them, Ben? Oh, okay, cool. I mean, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but the Mark Light shakes. It's, it's I've, I've heard of them yeah. before. I've or Miami baseball milkshakes. Anyway, um, <laughs> how did you not know that? I mean, I don't. Don't make me look stupid here. It's the thing. It doesn't matter how that. good their milkshakes are. Like, are they going to win the series or not? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, you were talking about your favorite player. It doesn't matter if he's your favorite player. Are at least, at least Jake Geloff has a big say of whether Virginia is going to win. The Mark-like milkshakes have nothing to do with anything. It's, it's a matter of how how loud the fans get and how you know home field advantage it provides. But anyway, give me Miami. Um, I think this is the most I've confident, most confident I've been in them in a while. They've got the bullpen, which is huge in these series. Having a bullpen for three games is important. Um, pitching staff's good, so give me Miami. I mean, I think I think this is the best they've looked in a long time. Deciding vote though. here. I like uh, I like Miami too. They're the home team, and I think that, uh, like you said, I, I like the uh, the weather factor, man. I think yeah. it's humid and it's tough. If you're not used to it, and you're not ready for it. Um, and you got to travel. Miami is not, not an easy trip to get to Miami. You know those so. Virginia guys, they flew in probably this morning, uh, Thursday morning, and uh, probably practiced. Probably practice, took a little light BP at the field, and they've been chilling at the beach, drinking some some cold natty lights or whatever they drink down there in Miami. <laughs> so I don't have to pick guys, but I, I still think Virginia's gonna win the series. I just think Miami's such a roller coaster this year. Um, roller coaster? What are you talking about? Roller coaster? They've been on top <laughs> the whole time, except for one series. No, they, they they lost a series like two weeks ago. They haven't lost Three a series in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, they've been really well, good. Lost series in Florida, so uh, you're wrong. All right, I'll, I'll wear that one. Uh, <laughs> next, <laughs> next series: Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Uh, I mean, 
let's not overthink it, boys. I, I'm going Oklahoma State just because I, I I think they're legitimate. They have a they have a long not a long shot, but they have a legitimate chance to win a national championship. Not saying they're going to, but um, top to bottom, they have a really really squad uh, led by. Matt Holiday, who just followed us on – not led by, but Matt Holiday just followed us on Twitter. No big deal. Um, nice. So I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. There you go. Dez, and, uh, Dez, Dez also took Oklahoma State. So I yes. guess me and Dez are just taking the same stuff. Oklahoma's been playing well. Um, Oklahoma State is significantly better, like you said, Ben. Don't overthink it. Give me the Cowboys. Go Pokes. If, if Oklahoma didn't have that meltdown last weekend, they would have just taken the series from Texas. They were yeah. literally like five outs away, six outs away from taking that series over Texas. Um, but at Oklahoma State, better team. Just, I mean, if I take Oklahoma State, if you're going to take Oklahoma State, Mikey, Oklahoma is 110% going to win this series. Oh, we it haven't told on. Mikey about this yet. Every time we, we, we sweep it across the board, we all pick the same team. It is undefeated. It ha- the other team wins. It happened last week with somebody. Um, Florida, Florida State. State, Florida State, Florida State Notre Dame, I'll go, yeah. I'll, I'm going against the grain, though. Good. I'll go Oklahoma. I'll go Oklahoma for the We're boys. Safe. Man for the people. Man of the people. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. That's actually not a bad pick. They have a really good pitching. No, they are good, though. They are pretty yeah. good. Well, I watched them yeah. play against LSU and stuff when they were in Houston, and so I, I kind of yeah. seen them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Next series here, we got TCU. It's TCU at Texas, right? Uh, I'm just going straight off the dome. Yep, TCU at Texas. Uh, it doesn't matter for me. I, I I just don't think that Texas is all the way back right now. And I say it. I know they just won the series at Oklahoma or against Oklahoma, but they didn't look very good besides that one eleven run inning comeback that they had. Uh, I think TCU is a much better team than Oklahoma, and I think TCU would have closed that series out with a win. So I'm taking the Horned Frogs here on the road at Texas. And and the reason another reason why I say it is because TCU and TCU fans absolutely despise the University of Texas. These TCU guys probably wanted to play at Texas and probably got told, you know, not not quite there. I know they're pretty much on par, but the Texas is the gold standard in, inside the state, inside the Lodestar State. And TCU just doesn't I don't know. TCU just doesn't like Texas. Who who hates each other more, Texas or TCU in Texas or Texas Tech in Texas? Texas Tech in Texas. Texas A&M in Texas. Yeah, Texas, but Texas Tech, I think, is a little bit more of a rivalry than TCU. Just my personal opinion. But I'm, I'm, I'm going TCU, and, and Dez, Dez, of course, is going Texas. So split up right there. I'll uh... – I'll go against your Texas Tech-Texas rivalry. I'm going to go with TCU on that one because I have a bunch of TCU friends. Hate Texas because Texas pays mm-hmm. no, no attention to TCU. They don't really pay mm-hmm. attention to anyone, but especially TCU, they pay them no attention. It just That's what I was going it, it's for. It's the yep. Horn Frogs feelings and, and a, it's mm-hmm. a wad. It's, but I'm so also with the, you, Ben. It's, it's heated on rivalry. one side, and Texas is just like, they shrug it it's off. not even a rivalry, though. It, like Texas won't let it be a rivalry. That's the thing, right? So Texas it, overlooks it just TCU, but every Horn Frog the wrong way mm-hmm. every time. But I'm with you, Ben. I'm taking TCU as well. I think they're the better baseball team currently. I think Texas, mm-hmm. when healthy, is the best team in the country when they're firing in all cylinder, cylinders. But they're not right now. They don't look like the Texas that we saw the first what three four weekends of the season. They were just lights out, but. 
they've, they've had right. some injuries. They're dealing with adversity. They're still trying to figure it out. Give me the Horn Frogs. I think they've been the most consistent. Love that. Texas was a couple plays away from taking the series at Texas Tech. Texas also showed that they can win a game at any moment. They scored 11 unanswered runs to take the series from Oklahoma. I think when things like that happen, usually it flips the script. When you have like a big comeback or something that's not a normal, you know, big crooked number kind of thing, it can usually turn your season around or at least turn a bad couple weeks around. So um, I think Texas is starting to figure it out. They have what it takes. This team, that lineup beats anybody in the country. Beast any might be one of the best one through nine lineups in the country. We all know that. Um, give me Texas. I'm with you. I'm going Texas. I watched them play in Houston. I watched them play against LSU. They look good. They dominated them. I'm just mm-hmm. going based off of what I've seen with my eyeballs, and that's uh, <laughs> the eyeball test. Good, so. so good that weekend. Yeah. So, so I will. I, let me Texas. add this on to the team. The Texas team you saw is the same team except they lost their Sunday starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, I, I don't so, think the Sunday started through against LSU, I don't think. No, and a couple little bullpen things they need to figure out as far as, you know, yeah. getting the job done, three outs, and get get, get out of there. Um, but for the most part, that's the same team you're going to get, and they're unbel- they're, yeah. they can rake. They rake. They, they rake. You're right. Um, all right, Louisville and North Carolina. Is North it Carolina at, at it's, it's North North Carolina at Louisville. at Louisville. Look, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys this straight up. Uh, neither one of these teams excite me. So when Dimitri picked these six, uh, the six series, uh, no offense to Louisville or North Carolina, but this one just doesn't quite move the needle yet for me. I think they're both pretty can boring. I, can I defend teams. myself here? Can I defend? No, myself no, no. Here? Yeah, of course you can defend yourself, but let me oh, just go say ahead. this. Go ahead I finish. think they're both solid baseball teams, of course. And I think that they both have potential to make it to Omaha and get a postseason. It's just, it's just something about both of these teams this season alone. Just, they don't have exciting pieces on either team. They're just solid ball clubs. So I probably won't be watching too much of this series. But, you know, I have seen each team play a little bit. Um, I just saw North Carolina get smacked around by South Carolina yesterday. So I'm, I'm taking Louisville, and I'm taking the the second-highest paid college baseball coach and Dan McDonald to, to hopefully get the Cardinals to win the series. And I'll continue. And Des took UNC. No, Des Des took UNC. Sorry. He did a flip flop. He originally took Louisville, so I will have that on the record for Des's <laughs> sake. He yes. flip flopped. He's taken UNC. Um, I've notoriously been called out for calling Louisville the F word earlier this season. I called them frauds. I owned up to it, and I'm going to take Louisville in this series. I think they're very solid. I I was a uh, was a little. A little too quick on the trigger on the on the fraud word, but uh, yeah, you were yeah. flat out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the second week of the season. I was just getting spicy. Um, yeah, give me Louisville. Give me, give me Louisville. That that team rakes too. They they rake too, especially at home. Um, I think when they come off a series loss, I'm, I I don't know how accurate I am, but they're pretty they're pretty damn good coming off a series loss, especially at home. Give me Louisville. Um, I'm going UNC. I don't really know much about either one of those teams. I just know that I know more people from North Carolina than I do from. Hey, that's a yeah, very valid reason. Let's go for it. <laughs> um, hey, that's honestly that's just as good of a reason as we just gave. So, hundred <laughs> um, <laughs> percent. 
Next series here, we have a little mid-major action before we lead up to Mississippi State and LSU. So we're wrapping up here. Um, but it's it's the Campbell Fighting Camels versus or hosting USC Upstate, the Spartans. Is that right? USC Upstate Spartans. Um, big South matchup. Both both really, really good teams. Um, I think USC Upstate's actually le- leading the conference right now in wins, but Campbell. Campbell's freaking good, man. They're they're one of the best mid-major teams in the country. They they started out really slow this year, but they put up 36 freaking runs in one game uh, on Sunday. So, no, wait, it wasn't wait, this past two Sunday, weeks ago, two two Sundays ago. ago. Sorry, I just had a baby. Yeah. It, again, everybody, I just had a baby. So remind me, I haven't slept much in the last two weeks. So, um, <laughs> it felt like this past Sunday. Anyways, give me the, the give me the fight in Campbell's sweep. Not just to win a series, but sweep. Dez and Dez also took Campbell also. I keep forgetting yep. to say Dez. Hey, it's okay. I'll pick you up when you're down. Um, for the sole reason that Campbell sent Dimitri a hat, I'm going with the Camels as well. Let's go, baby. I need to break out my camel hat. The headgear. Big Camels guy. Dude, incredible hat! By the way, they did a good job with those. So good. Give me, give me, give me the Campbell fighting camel. No, no reason. Just give me the camel. I hate to do this to y'all. I'm picking. I'm picking Campbell too. <laughs> oh Sorry. boy! Uh, no, I love that. We I'm have sorry. to test it. And and no. Ben guaranteed a sweep too. <laughs> I guaranteed yeah. a sweep. That's, a, that's so we big. can pretty much I'm, look. We I'm can pretty much guarantee USC Upstate to win the series. Now it's yep. just destiny. Um, hey, this hat is sick, though. By the way. I know. Right. I love hey, for, for those of, for those of nice. you listening, I think they're getting ready to sell these soon. So um, we'll keep you guys updated. You know, support their program, whatever. Keep you updated. We'll drop a link. You guys can copy one of these. Yep. Yep. And then, last but not least, before we get off, we gotta we gotta do this Mississippi State LSU series. It's LSU at Mississippi State, which is going to be a rocking atmosphere. And Two clubs right now that are kind of searching for identities. And I know it's so funny to say that because, in my opinion, they're both top 15 teams in the country talent-wise. They haven't both shown it all the way through the season and been consistent. But you just look at the lineups up and down. You look at the pitching staffs. You know, um, the, the biggest weakness, I guess, for both teams is bullpen. And then, of course, LSU's had a lot of defensive struggles. But this series is going to have a lot of eyeballs on it. It's probably going to be the most tuned-in series of the week. Um, through ESPN Plus and SEC Network. Um, this one was tough for me to pick because I do have LSU as my Omaha 8 preseason projection. I picked him to go to Omaha. Um, but I think Mississippi State's finally turning the corner, and you know they are defending national champions. So I'm going to trust that Mississippi State wins this series at home. But if this was at LSU, I would have taken LSU in the series. I think it's, it's that close. And then Dez took LSU. I don't like that you took Mississippi State because every time you take Mississippi State, it's notorious with the Mississippi State fans on Twitter. They always mm-hmm. lose when Ben Upton takes them. Obviously, I'm rocking with Mississippi State. I'm, I'm not going to go against my alma mater. Um, they won a game at Arkansas during the series last weekend, which is something they did not do at home last year when they won a national title. So maybe they're better than last year. Who knows? I mean, the dogs. <laughs> Stop. Demetri, who you got? When I go against when I go against Mississippi State, ninety nine percent of the time they 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 screw me over. <laughs> but I'm not going to change my ways. I'm going to keep sticking with it until it works. Give me LSU. I think that 
I think they're going to freaking abuse right field. I think they're going to hit a lot of homers this weekend. Oh, yeah. dude, hammer um, the overs all weekend. Strong agree the ball's going to be flying. I think a lot of home runs. Yeah, I uh, obviously I am going with my <laughs> alma mater, LSU. I can't go against them. I will be previewing the game on my show tomorrow a little bit before it. But, um, yeah, it's been a tough – it's been a, a very up-and-down season for the Tigers. I think they uh, they don't play – Great defense. They're not very good defensively. They have the ability to play better defense. You know, I just think that it's one of those things, but they swing the shit out of it. Their pitching staff has been good. Their, their Friday night guy hasn't hasn't thrown well lately. Blake Money hasn't pitched great lately, but the guys behind them have. They have some freshman arms that have thrown really well, and their bullpen has actually pitched a lot better than people had anticipated. So if they can catch it and throw it, I think that they win the series. I know uh, Mississippi State's got two of their big dogs on the mound out for the year, mm-hmm. maybe. Yep. Are they out yep. for the year? Yeah, and So I think that, um, you know, if you don't have two of your horses going against this lineup, it's a tough lineup to pitch against. So I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with LSU. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I mean, obviously we knew you were going to take LSU there, but, you know, tell us. So what time do you do your shows live um, on YouTube or is it all pre recorded stuff? It's all live. So all my shows okay. are live. Um, what time? What time are you gonna be previewing, previewing the show tomorrow? And uh, so we're plug doing your YouTube channel one more to, time. It'll be three thirty to five. We do it from a bar in Baton Rouge called Uncle Earl's, um, and we do it kind of in their VIP spot. So it's not gonna be in our studio, uh, but we're doing three thirty to five. Our YouTube channel it's it's mic'd up. So M I K apostrophe D. What were you tweeted tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, you can catch us live then. If you don't get it then, you can watch it. Uh, after the fact, it's, we post it on our YouTube channel. You can watch it and see what I talk about. See if anything I talk about is makes sense or comes true or doesn't come true, or you can make fun of me. I'm okay with it. But <laughs> if you do it, if you want to do it, and you want to get in our chat, and talk shit to me. Just subscribe. subscribe yeah, and you subscribe, can talk shit like the do. video, like and subscribe, and um, obviously Who everybody go follow go follow Mikey's YouTube channel, his Twitter as well. What's your what's your Twitter? Um, at so I should have up, prepared. it's mic'd up under, uh, underscore eight, and then my personal mm-hmm. Twitter is Mikey Mothic eight. Yep, cool, cool. So, Who do you have? Yeah, do, you have a guest? do you have a guest tomorrow? Uh, no, uh, it'll probably be some of my buddies that are still here, like uh, you know, mm-hmm. some of the guys may come on just to talk and kind of shoot the shit, but we don't have like mm-hmm. a Maneri came on for a couple weeks. Um, he may come on, I don't know if he's gonna come on this week or not, but uh. We don't have. I think I was trying to get Todd Walker, like Ben, but they're probably calling. They're calling some of the games, so I don't know if they're gonna yeah, be able to come on. But I'll, I'll uh, you know, it'll just be us talking shit and figuring it out, talking masters, it. talking baseball, doing the whole thing. Nice, nice. Well, do you want to take a? Yep. Do you want to take a guess at what the line is tomorrow for? Uh, the this is DraftKings Sportsbook. What do you think the line is? LSU, Mississippi State, over under. You can guess the over under, and you can guess like the money line. Um. I'll guess over the over under is probably 14 and a half. 12 and a half. Hammer the wow. over. <laughs> wow. Yeah, hammer the over on that for sure. And then I would uh I'd assume Mississippi State's favored. Minus like no. one is, is that a pick up? No. LSU minus 135, Mississippi State no. plus Whoa. 105. I'm hammering wow. State. Wow. <laughs> honestly, I would bet Mississippi State, but <laughs> plus money Dude, at home. Well, I mean, just just because it's plus money, I think LSU is going to win the series. But like, that's a, I mean, that's a tough. That's at home tough. too. Home yeah. dog. Seven to six is. I can totally see a seven to six game. Oh, it's going to be like money. thirteen to twelve. You win. Yep, you win. Seven to six, you win. 
Yep. We that's we just want a six six game. That's all you want. And the then hook, you automatically baby. win. The hook will get you every time. Yep. I mean, but uh yeah. Anyway, so that was dude. Thank you so much for these 90 minutes, Mikey. I know you're probably busy right now, but dude, you're you're welcome on the show anytime. We'd love to promote you guys. Hope you get um, you know, more baseball viewers now that it's like yeah. primetime SEC season. Right, um, right. You're the man, one of the guys that we used to look up to watching because you're a little bit older than I us. But it. um, do best of luck to you this year. Hopefully you get a nice fat contract and get to play in the league again. Yeah, big leagues I hope so, this man. Year. I, I, pre- I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Y'all are doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, y'all's, y'all's social media is awesome. You know, I, I'll follow y'all because y'all, y'all put up some great content. So keep doing what y'all are doing. Um, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yep, thanks absolutely. so much. Pleasure, man. Yep. All right. Thank you guys easy. have a good one. All right.